welcome Spartans to Mission Debrief. We're playing every mission in the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences and sprinkling in a little lore along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts spread on the show, email us, podcastevolved at, gmail dot, at gmail.com. Drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. We'll be playing the ARC mission from Halo 3 on the next episode. This episode, we're debriefing... The Floodgate Mission from Halo 3. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. I hope you brought your swimsuits, because it's about to get wet. Yeah. <laughs> Splash. Because flood, floodgate. Oh, yeah, because of the, the water. Wait, what? Or, or maybe because the flood are kind of liquidy. I don't know. They're kind of wet. Yeah, they're, they're kind of gross and Slimy. wet. Slimy. So. Moist. I think if you would touch a flood, you'd be just covered in gross green slime. <laughs> you'd probably need a towel. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Don't. If you ever see a flood, try not, try not to touch them. Last mission was the storm. With the fate of humanity in doubt, Chief and the UNSC Marines cleared out the Covenant's anti-air defenses in order to begin the final assault on the Prophet of Truth's dreadnought. Chief and company managed to take out multiple race, a scarab and an anti-aircraft cannon to clear the way for Lord Hood's fleet. However, the attack is too little too late. Truth activated the portal, and his fleet escaped just as the flood-infested cruiser crash-landed on Earth. This mission, Chief and the Arbiter must now turn their attention to containing the flood who have thrown a wrench into the Earth er, defense of Earth, a very disgusting, slimy, pulsating zombie wrench. The plan is simple. Blow up the ship that they came in on and destroy the surrounding city. However, Chief and Arby have to fight their way through multiple ways of the, the consumed in order to stave off infection. The date of the game is November 17th, 2552. The, there's not an opening cutscene. There's just kind of an opening moment. You just it's get just your little... like, brah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the it's quickly changed to... I mean, it was dusk and it's into night now of you know the longest day and though like the cutscene literally right before this it was like a nice sunny day and then the ship crashed and instantly it's like this place has been infected for 30 years look at all the bloody <laughs> spores everywhere yeah i mean i guess it spreads fast right it goes very dark very quickly how do you <laughs> this the atmosphere i mean to your point the atmosphere is dark and it's kind of eerie now. I love kind of looking around the skybox because you see that you can finally get a really good look at the portal. And yeah, it's real see cool how, at the start. See how massive it is. Yeah, it's almost like just kind of this big humming orb in the sky. Where while like the tone of the the tone of the game has gone from like completely epic opening the portal to everyone's going to die. Yeah, and that portal is going to watch us die. Right. Yeah. Important things just about the start of this game, um, start of this mission, sorry. Um, you don't have any carry-on stats from the previous level, so you'll always start the, the mission with battle rifle and assault rifle. You'll never oh. carry whatever weapons, whatever you just had. Oh. Um, all the marines and p- characters around you that were there are now gone. Yeah. With no explanation. Oh, it's just okay. the way it starts. Yeah, which is cool. Cause... Bungie's like, nah, you you can't start this <laughs> level with a fuel rod cannon. I'm right. I can't let you do that. Yeah, no turret to start. Sorry. Though at the very beginning of this level, they give you a gravity hammer, so it's like, uh, come on, Bungie. 
Oh, they do? I didn't find that. Where is it? So it's once you start, um, it's when you start entering, it's right before you enter that first building, there are a bunch of dead brutes and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, one of them's a chieftain, and underneath him is a gravity hammer. Oh, very nice. So that'll be on your left as you head through that kind of corridor of buildings. Very nice. Um, you, you kind of get a wander around a little bit, then kind of just soak everything in, and you know you got Arby right there. He's got his sword ready to go, and then um, Miranda pops on the comms and she says the flood is spreading. Orders, uh, and she orders Chief to go to the crash site where the flood just came in and essentially just blow up that ship. You know that's our kind of our explanation for everything in Halo is just hey, just blow up the reactors of that ship and everything will be great. So that's the plan now, and she's not effectively going to blow up, or the plan is to effectively blow up the ship, and, you know, the explosion should be big enough to, well, would be big enough to blow up the city, and then anything, you know, all of the flood and everything else around it. So they're pretty much just kind of sacrificing the city in order to contain the flood. And most of the people in the city are probably dead from the Covenant anyway, so I'm sure casualties would be minimal compared to the flood. And also, you know, flood shows up somewhere... Eh, we'll just nuke it, solve yeah, all our problems, you know. Those Have poor a workers, problem? though. Why not try nukes? <laughs> <laughs> those poor workers, though. Those guys that are just hanging around. In oh, the they're all floody now. Yeah, they're all flooded. That's true. All right, let's uh, head down the hill here. And this is actually a short mission, so this probably, this walkthrough won't take a ton of time. But um, there, there are some interesting things to note along the way. This is also the time... We, we haven't backtracked much yet. I mean, in uh, what was a crow's nest, we kind of backtracked around that whole bunker, but you kind of had to because we that that mission was all contained. But this is our this is our first time where we're starting to go back, like CE, where we always you know go somewhere and then a couple missions later we go back. Yeah, That's it's like the um, salt in the control room where you fight up to a place and then two betrayals where you didn't fight back when now it's infected with flood. Yeah, so it's which is that. kind of nice. I, I don't mind it just because the warehouse kind of scenery in this makes a really good um, just setting for the flood. It also feels very different. It, they don't actually feel the same. Mm-hmm. The flood? Um, the two missions. Oh, yeah, you're fighting yeah. in the same area, it actually doesn't feel like the same. Yeah, it's, it's different enough. Well, just they've changed the, you know, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> things are destroyed so yeah they did a good job with that um right at the start there is a skull right away so you kind of head down the hill and then there's one flood on the top of the building that pops up you hear like a scream in the background and then there's a flood that pops up on this top of this building and you need to shoot that that flood before he he just launches himself across the sky and then, and then off into the distance or to, into some building but if you kill him he will, he'll like chuck the skull. The skull will just like fly out of his body. And then <laughs> you, you just run and pick it up. I had to do it a couple times in order to him to, him to drop it right. Um, some of the times that he dropped it up on the top of the building, other times I just missed him. So it took me a couple of times <clears throat> just to reload that checkpoint and get it. That's the fog skull. And I looked it up this time. This is the motion detector is disabled. Boo. Which isn't too big of a deal for me. I don't really use my motion detector that much. What? Um, I mean, I always have to remind myself. Oh yeah, I can. I can. I always that. use the skull. I, I don't even look at the screen anymore. I just look at only the motion detector. <laughs> yeah. Th- so this seems like easy bonus points, right, David? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. It's an easy skull to throw on. Nice. 
All right, so then we kind of wind through now this this little area that we just came out of with Arbiter and the gang. And remember, we, we had this is where we got that little sermon from, uh, or at least that hologram sermon from Truth. And now we hear kind of all this just screaming and just kind of these weird floody sounds. And then there's some kind of some Marines off in the distance here that you get you get to run towards. But then if you look to the left then that's when you see the flood like just launching themselves over this building and there's some poor you know poor souls that just get consumed and converted instantly at the bottom so you know there's not much you can do at least i, I don't think you can save them i didn't save them you can well you can. no the very first bunch of marines i don't think they're savable I think it'd be very difficult to do so. They seem the Marines to are, or the floods right, right on top of them, right? Yeah, away. yeah, yeah. So they get they get converted. Um, I think it's interesting. We'll kind of talk about throughout throughout the mission here. Is the floods seem very different in mm-hmm. this in this game than in Halo Two? So they they've done a good job of evolving the flood, the, the look and feel, and how they move and things like that. It's yeah, very apparent. Tr- straight away, that? you're introduced to brute flood farms. Yes. So you, yeah. That's what I was going to comment on. Is you can it, it's very apparent the difference between the human flood and the brute flood. The brute flood are huge and super intimidating, mm-hmm. like they're monsters. And uh, yeah, anything I honestly guys, go, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say anything I you want to say about find, this opening area here. No, I just wanted to make a comment on just the Halo Three flood is probably the easiest flood to deal with in general. Oh really? Yeah, I would say so. You can actually headshot them. Oh, okay. So maybe it's like their time to kill is less than the other flood. Like a one-hit kill headshot. Like the the little um, tentacles, red tentacles coming out of the center of their body is a mm-hmm. one one shot kill for a battle rifle. Oh, okay. I would agree with that only for these type of forms. But when we get to the next type, they're like bullet yeah, sponges. They're, they're and they're they're yeah, they're a pain. They are a pain in the ass. It's- Just the basic flood forms are way easier in this game. And also something interesting is just, I mean, we're about to walk into watching someone act. There's actually a transformation animation. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Which I think is really cool. So it either goes, you can either see someone alive getting transformed or a dead body getting transformed. Yeah. And also the dead bodies will reanimate unless you punch them, kind of like in Halo 2. So you can kind of just destroy them and then they won't reanimate, but... Just in general, I like this flood just because they do feel less bullet spongy, and there's a place to actually aim for on them. Yeah, and they—I mean—they feel—they feel dead, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's like zombie games in general. You would think it shouldn't take too many bullets to take down a dead person because <laughs> they're yeah. already dead. They're—they're—they um, they're, definitely swarm, and they can overwhelm you. And it, and it feels like maybe it's just been a while since we've fought the flood. But it feels like there's maybe a, a couple more flood in each encounter, and it feels like there can be quite a bit. But to your point, it's it's not too difficult to take down the, them individually. And if you take your time or chuck a grenade and kind of clear them out or thin them out, then uh, the encounters aren't too difficult. I, I was playing on Heroic, and I didn't really have – I think I maybe got overwhelmed once. But other than that, that was the only time I died in this mission. Yeah, same here. I, I got through it pretty uh... – pretty smoothly for a flood mission also the way that they made the flood talk is like the scariest thing ever it's so weird go on like it's just kind of that kind of oh just that high-pitched sound thing that they make 
No, they actually say words. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. No, yeah, they yeah, they'll actually talk. Like half the time you can't really understand it, but once in a while they'll say something. But it's interesting because they hate. I've never noticed that. Really? No. Okay. Never. Well, they 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 talk. It's like in a wah 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 kind of voice. <laughs> uh, they kind of sound like the elites from Halo CE for some reason. I don't know why, but it's it's kind of this really creepy kind of sound coming from everywhere. They did a really good job with the sound design with making it seem like there are multiple voices talking at once. Oh, interesting. It's, it's very yeah. weird. So very next time, yeah. yeah, if you replay the mission, maybe it's because I have I Would Have Been Your Daddy on or something that oh. they were a bit more talkative. But as I was playing through the mission, they were they were talking quite a bit. Weird. Did, where So where's the f- um, flamethrower? There's a flamethrower here somewhere, right? I didn't find it. As you... Really? Okay, as you progress through... Okay, you... Do you want to just kind of continue before? Okay, so we're not there yet? No, no, just a little bit further. All right, so we're... um, So we clear out this initial area right in front of these big doors, and then we can't proceed through the doors that we kind of came out um, during the last mission, but we can go through this little office area off to the right. So you go through there, and that's where Krista was talking about. You see, you just see a transformation. Um, Now, you can save him. Okay, you can. you, You can, yeah. It, it's and, really interesting just watching the whole animation, though. It's I think it's super cool. Yeah. And terrifying. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I think I was a little too slow uh, on this playthrough to save him, so he converted, and then I killed the um, flood. So now let's let's two do a little refresher of all the flood types again. So we have the infection forms, the little guys, and mm-hmm. then we have the carrier forms, which we see later on, which are the big bulbous bulbous guys. And then do what do we call the? Are we call them the combat forms? Is that yeah? The, kind they're of everybody the else forms. right now. Okay, so the combat forms can take kind of be a human combat form or a, like you said a brute uh, combat it, form. It's basically any any species that's been converted just in general. I mean the for the kind of the lifespan of a flood is they go from infection form and once they infect something they're immediately a combat form and then eventually they become a carrier form. Gotcha. All right, so yeah, there's just lots of flood to, to destroy here. So you're just heading back through the warehouse. Um, I feel like I need to mention this just because you know I've been into Mega Blocks, but there are <laughs> uh, there is a area right in here which is a set. So it's called and it's called the Floodgate Set, and it's and it's <laughs> based off of this kind of that. Um, so you you kind of clear the area here. Um, you, you keep going through the warehouse, and then there is a um kind of a little ramp and some stairs you got to head up and around before you go down that hole so that that's that is a set right there kind of that um kind of that walk that catwalk interesting that you would mention that colin because that's exactly what a flamethrower is oh yeah that that's it's and there, there i think there catwalk. is a flamethrower in the set that's amazing colin, you, they know everything is there like <laughs> flood is there mega blocks flood yeah oh, that's it's pretty weird. red and, and you just, also get a vehicle you get one of these little yellow um I don't know vehicles that are that are sitting around. That's the other. That's that's part of the set as well. It's like cool. little forklifts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, just on that, I this was interesting, so I thought I included it, but it doesn't have a verified source, so I'm just going to say that for straight off. The marine with the flamethrower is actually a two dimen- is is two dimensional and has no scripted actions other than two shots and a death animation. <laughs> However, the corpse can be infected and become a normal combat form. Oh. So I thought interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. And so now, where exactly is it? It's on top. It's on top of that catwalk. As you approach okay. it, 
and you look up, there is a live marine with a flamethrower shooting it, and then he instantly dies. Oh, okay. I see. And then you get the flamethrower. Then you get the flamethrower. I don't know. I must have just missed that, because I was, you know, shooting flow with my shotgun. Yeah, what, what were you guys rolling with? I guess we didn't talk about that yet. Are you... I, definitely a shotgun for me, and I think I did BR, so I could get some of those headshots. Yeah, I dropped, I dropped the assault rifle as soon as you get to the first weapon drop with shotguns. Now, I did... Bouncer, obviously, I picked up the flame drawer, and I'm pretty good with that, so I kept that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I dropped that, I think I used a spiker, and even uh, for a little while, like dual spikers, they're kind of fun. And then I eventually got some melee weapons because you get further in the mission, you find swords and hammers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Right at the end. Krista, what about you? Uh, I did pretty much the same. I rolled with the shotgun and the BR until I got the flamethrower, and then once that ran out of ammo, I pretty much stuck with the BR the rest of the mission. Okay. It's very competent. I mean, uh, the shotgun works, and you get shotgun ammo along the way for this mission. I think maybe you had to drop it towards the tail end of the mission, but you can you can haul that around the long ways, and then the BR, there's lots of BR ammo, I feel like. Yeah, there is. Every time I was about to run out of BR ammo, I found another one. Nice. All right, so um, we're up on the catwalk. We grab that that um, flamethrower, and then we head down this little hole here, and then we get to see Cortana again. Little Cortana moment. She says, "Chief," and then there's kind of like some muffles and whatnot. She says, "I can't tell you everything. It's not safe. The Grave Mind dot dot dot. Um, it knows I'm in the si- uh, system. It's more or less, and then it just kind of cuts out. So you get a little little flavor of what's going on here." Um, We've talked about these moments in the in past episodes already. This one feels different. Well, this directly correlates to what happens at the end of this episode yeah. in the end yeah. cutscene. And yeah. so Chief is actually seeing this before he sees it, mm-hmm. which is strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can talk about it more once we get to that part yeah. and find yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about that more. So we'll keep going. Um so yeah, we we kind of head through this little area here and um, wind back through this more ammo and, and guns and stuff if you want to get some more, but you need to kind of wind through this little corridor areas and you know it's it's also nice having um, Arbiter there like f- fighting the flood you're not necessarily side by side with him the whole the whole time at least at the start of this mission but now you kind of like re shoulder up <laughs> mm-hmm. and you kind of get to go through this area but uh, around pretty much the first corner here is where you know you get a little bit overwhelmed with a bunch of flood right away so if you if you took a second to relax you might get a little startled by some more flood here um proceed through there and then this is where we see that freaked out marine right yeah i was gonna mention him there is a suicidal marine Mm -hmm. who has a strangling resemblance to the paranoid marine from halo combat involved um he's in the mission 343 guilty spark in the first game he shoots the player in that game and thinking the chief may be flood controlled um, in this game, so some of the player can come across both Paramount Marine and Suicide Marine in the first level where the Flood is fought in their respective games. So that's kind of cool. So this guy just kind of talks about he had to kill his own team because he thought they were infected with Flood. I very much got the impression that they weren't and that he just killed them. Well, all of the dead bodies are uninfected. Yeah, yeah, same. So that's, and I think, I think you do get negative points if you kill this Marine. Oh, I oh, killed him. Okay. Yeah, I think you do. In terms of the scoring, it still counts as a negative. Even though I think, does he attack you at all, or did he just sit no. there? No, he just he mutters, just and he yeah. looks like he's gonna shoot himself in the head, but he never does. Okay. Pussy. 
God. Damn, Christy. He, uh, for some reason, I, I sat there and I, I was stared at him for a while just to see what he was going to do. And I, we haven't talked a whole lot about the design of the Marines, um, their armor and stuff like that. But if you want to get a good look at the Marines' armor, <laughs> just stare at this guy for a while. It's pretty cool. I, I really like how they've they designed their armor and their helmets and things like that. Um, all right, so we will get away, run away from this hysterical guy, and hopefully, you know, not like not murder him like Krista would. Um, <laughs> I set him on fire. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. You just kind of set him free, right? You put him out of the misery? Well, I mean, he killed a bunch of people, so. <laughs> That's true. Justice. War justice. I'm sure he got flooded if you left him. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we proceed through this next area, and then we kind of get back outside, and now we kind of get one of those little, you know, uh, mini cutscenes. It's not a full-on cutscene, but this is Urtas, right? Urtas is coming in. Shipmaster. Yes, our beautiful, beautiful shipmaster. Mm-hmm. So he did. They just get here, or have they been here the whole time? I'm trying to remember. Where has Urtas been? They were all the way over where Miranda Keys was, activating the arc. Where did that happen? Where was Tartarus? What that was on the Halo. Yeah, so yeah. the Halo. But they have they been on Earth for or kind of in our in our area for a while. This is the first time we've we're seeing him, right, in Halo Three. Um, but but he must have he must have been helping out because, you know, we're now with Arbiter and all that sort of stuff. But we haven't really talked to him at all in Halo Three. No, I don't know where these where because obviously Miranda was on Earth afterwards, so yeah. she must have been separated from the Arbiter. So I don't know where Ratas came from. Yeah, I think they all made their way over to Earth at some point because you know this faction, at least the elites, are now fighting. They're more or less aligned, allied with humans, so they're fighting against the Covenant as well. So there may be documentation somewhere like where they were exactly, but I think they're they're helping us out. But Urtas shows up here in his his army. What's his ship called? Is it Shadow of Intent? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, just on that, this is the first mission um, where Sanghili allies, other than the Arbiter that that you have, uh, are encountered in Halo Three. So just that mm-hmm. interesting kind of note. Yeah. Uh, it's also the only mission or the first mission where there is no live Covenant loyalists. By that I mean Covenant that you actually fight oh. and kill. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. They're all just flood that you fight in this mission. So we partner up with the elites here, and uh, Shipmaster more or less says that um for the humans like he's gonna help clear out the flood so you know humans you know stay clear we're gonna take care of this right here and then you get to see some some of the drop pods drop down and, and you see the elites pop out and so you start you know to your point you said earlier now we're allies with the elites and they're fighting with us against the flood um so we proceed kind of further and you can kind of see some fighting down down below and you can either oh no i think you do actually have to hop down below and you pick you there's lots of um swords that just kind of drop here <laughs> um do you guys roll with the sword at this point oh yeah do, you do energy sword? sword sword is amazing for fighting flood yeah I've, I've, i had um some some good luck with it as well so it was good it was good in halo 2 i remember and um, no different in Halo 3. It just, just slices and dices to these guys. Yeah, well, I still have my flame drawer at this point. So I oh, still, okay. I, I still use it up to, up to the hill. Mm-hmm. Krista, what are you, what do you... What did you drop for your energy sword? I didn't pick up an energy sword. You I picked did? up. I kept with my shotgun, yeah. 
Oh, and your BR combo. Yep. Yeah, yeah I just kind of stuck with that the whole time. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, to beat the shotgun. Uh, just as long as you have ammo, you know, you're good to go. Plus, more more energy swords will drop along the way, so you can you can always pick one up down the road. And also, the flood are very precariously close to the edges. And sometimes during the lunge, I lunge right off of the edge, so ah. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped carrying that in this mission. Yeah, probably. That's why you use the B attack, Chris. They're just a normal melee. Normal melee is lame. <laughs> Sold being Chris Brown. <gasps> Hot damn! Oh. So at some point in this area, because you are fighting fighting side by side with your elites, the Arbiter will actually have a conversation with one of the Sanghelis, Sanghili Major. And um, I'll just kind of want to read this dialogue. It's, it's just interesting. I like I like going through this, the dialogue in these missions, because especially because so much of it is could be missed and it is relevant to the story. So Thel, Thel says, my brothers, I fear you bring bad news. Uh, and then the Sanghili Major says, high charity has fallen, become a dreaded hive and then Thel says in the fleet has quarantine been broken the major says a single ship broke through our line and we gave chase then Thel says but we had a fleet of hundreds and then the major says alas brother the flood it has evolved Ooh. cool never noticed that before yeah so they have a little little combo and so I think that's kind of explaining how the one flood ship broke through and came to earth um that feels like kind of that that explanation um i think that this ship wasn't sent by grave mind at all oh i think it's in human weakness if i'm remembering correctly this was sent by cortana to deliver the thingy oh interesting if I'm remembering it correctly, maybe you try to do a little research there and, and confirm, and we'll we'll keep going on the walkthrough because that okay. would be that would be great, cool tie-in. Um, all right, so you're you're uh, we had that little conversation, kind of gives you a little bit of you know more context as to what's going on with the flood, and um, we kind of we now we just kind of go along this cliffside and then up this ramp, and this is where we finally see some carrier forms, and we get to pop those and all their you know flood their little infection forms spread out and they're fun to always you know just shoot with a shotgun or punch or whatever you want to do with those um so we head up this hill and then we yeah it's just flood and flood and flood <laughs> i mean this is one of those things where it's like is this a fun thing to to explain in a walkthrough because it's just flood you know there's like a um uh a, a, a weapons hanger or a vehicle hanger that you can kind of go through here um and you know just get, kind of getting overwhelmed. The next interesting point is really when you get further up and then when you see the actual, um, the new f kind of flood is really the, the next point where you have that little turret up in, up in the next area. Yeah. So why don't we kind of pick it up there? Um, what are these new guys? Who are these guys? Uh, so these guys are called pure flood forms. Uh, if you watch them closely, they actually shift between three different forms. Uh, it is the stalker form, which kind of looks like a weird crab spider thing. Mm -hmm. It is the ranged form. The, the most the crab uh, thing is the things that like are all on all fours. They move super fast, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, they look kind of like a spider or a crab, and they move really, really fast. They don't really attack you in this form. No, no. They're just annoying. They just position uh, themselves. 
And then you have the most bastard of forms, the ranged form. I hate it so much. Oh, later in this game, we have so much to talk about. So what what do those things shoot? Like, what are they shooting when they transform into that thing? Because no, it's like it looks quill? like it's plasma or something maybe, but not because they're not. They're actually they like little spines or something. I don't, I don't think we know exactly what they are. It's not in, it's not in this article I'm currently reading. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. You know, they've had time to work on the on the game and the flood, and they always want to evolve right gameplay. So, and I think they it definitely adds an interesting element. I didn't even realize before you know we were talking here that that the pure form was all three of those different types of flood. I yeah. thought that was just, they were all just kind of their own thing. There's yeah. a cool and animation the tank, where you the tank can see form them. is the big, the big hulking yeah. form that kind of is kind of like a hunter kind of looking thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. It's um, the animation's cool. We see it transform, but um, the ranged ones suck so much. I hate them. Yeah. They do like a little turtle thing where they like ball up when you shoot them and you can't, kill them when they do that it's so annoying but um just some lore behind these forms so these pure forms are called pure forms because they are not they're not actually um you they don't actually use a host body at all to create these forms um these forms are made from pure flood biomass which can only actually be um be Done, done, which can only actually Creator. only be done when there's a grave mind present. Oh, so okay. The grave mind, of course, as we see later, just kind of corrupts everything around it and just creates layers and layers of biomass. So that's how they're created. A grave mind has to be a fully grown grave mind that has accumulated a huge amount of biomass, i.e., everyone in high charity, to create these <laughs> kinds of forms. Right. So okay. it ne- there's so that's why we haven't seen them in the past. The grave mind in Halo Two didn't actually have access to a big amount, big enough uh, biomass to create these pure flood forms. Interesting. Or at least that's how they explain it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how they explain it away. Uh, there are actually two different, two other forms to these pure flood forms: the infester form and the spawner form, which we don't actually see in any of the games. So, oh, but they're okay. in this article. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So now we just have to deal with all this, all this stuff. You see the, you actually see the ship off in the distance, which is pretty cool. And you know, that's, that was the goal, right? Um, from Miranda is to go get into that ship and, and blow it up. So you just kind of fight through all the flood here. Um, you know, pick your favorite weapon. There's, there's lots of options here. Um, I think I just <laughs> stuck with the shotgun and the, the, um, the energy sword as much as possible. I think it's here or somewhere along here where the mission parameter changes, where there's a piece of conversation where like the elites are looking for something. They're looking for Cortana. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So like your mission quickly changes to get Cortana and not blow up the ship because literally it's never mentioned ever again. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, right. That, that was kind of interesting i guess the, the way i took that was that okay urtas is here and he's just gonna deal with the flood kind of that's what he says anyway so um yeah yeah then um what we need to do is get into the ship because that's where cortana apparently is um I, I, there's two paths you can go up you can go high you can go low i think i went high for the most of the time all the way down and then just kind of 
I, I ended up taking my time this second time here. I um, I've played um, played it recently, the the whole game recently, and I think I I struggled a little bit in this area, but now pl playing through it again. I um, took my time and just you know cleared out everybody and it wasn't too big of a problem on this area, but outside of just the guys that hang on the hang on the side of the wall and just pepper you with their whatever they're peppering you with, <laughs> their thorns or something. Um, yeah, and then we get up to the building or up to the uh, the ship there and get to climb up the side of it and down and now we get a grave mind moment. And um, yeah, this is this is a super weird thing because the treatment is kind of it's I guess it, you stop in your tracks similar to the Cortana moments, but it has like this weird zoom out thing going on, um, and like the whole screen shakes. And uh, the first uh, the first one says, "Do not be afraid. I am peace. I am salvation." So this happens kind of you drop down, get into, and you kind of see a, a dead elite off on the, off on the side. And then the great mind starts to talk to you. How are you guys feeling about that, <laughs> David? Do you like this? You like what's going on here? Um, I prefer the grave mind to Cortana moments in terms of I think it's clearer what's happening. It's also a more, uh, you know, what I mean, the grave mind is just this threat that it exists. You never really interact with him except mm -hmm. for that one time. So it's good that it's brought back into the game because the flood just seemed mindless and pointless so I like the idea that there is a mind behind this threat so I like yeah. that they remind you of that yeah. and you know everything the grave mind actually says is awesome So, yeah his quotes are amazing Krista? I definitely feel the same way I think anything anytime we get to hear or interact with the grave mind is always so very very interesting because every line he says has like layers to it like there's of mm -hmm. course the top layer meaning but then once you start learning more and more about halo and its universe and the origins of a grave mind and the flood you really start to pick out different things that grave mind says like the more i read in halo the more meanings i can take from grave minds uh stuff which is really cool so I'm forgetting now. So we've played through these games enough and doing this walkthrough and all that. Like we know who the Grave Mind is, and if you're playing, if you just come to Halo Three and just play Halo Three, do they mention the Grave Mind at this point? I don't remember the, no. them doing nope. that. There is in the end cutscene. We'll talk about it. Okay. I think it's the first time where it, it's it's mentioned about what's what is happening. I guess Cortana does say in the little snippet you get during the Cortana moment, she does say the grave mind. Um, so you kind of at least have that name dropped, but tying that together as a new player, you won't necessarily be able to make that connection at this point. Um, you know, that's, that's further down the road for, for Halo three, but we do, this mission does a good job of just saying, Hey, remember the flood? Yeah, they suck and you need to kill them. Um, and the other, the other cool thing about this point here is we have one more grave mind moment in a second, but I just want to talk about the ship and how you, there's really not much to do in the ship besides just kind of go and get, get Cortana here towards the end. But it's just the, the, the design of the ship and with all the pustules around and, um, just the way that it looks, it looks wet and slick and, <laughs> and just gross. You can actually pop those pustules if you want. And then a bunch of infection forms will pop out. 
Yeah, so, so if you want to really mess up your friend's day, it's amazing. <laughs> is that what is that what playing co-op is with Krista? Yeah, I pop all of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, you get to like, kind of explore a little bit here if you want, but you, there's really only one thing to do, and the further you get a little further into the ship, and then you get another great mind moment here, and that says, "I'm a timeless chorus. Join your voice with mine and sing victory." everlasting yep that's pretty badass yep that means many things it's that a good deal also i found the name of the ship it's called indulgence of conviction so. that's the one that crashed yep cool did it say anything else about the like no. how it broke off or anything because i guess in my mind you know without looking it up it feels like the grave mind just sent like one a one-off ship just to say hey maybe we can go infect um, the earth with this kind of, I don't know because that doesn't make sense what's... to me because it's literally just saying like oh shit more flood might be on the way yeah that's true or it might have been... have to, I would have to reread human weakness or at least go through it a little bit yeah this could be just the one that got through the blockade mm-hmm. but he would be driving it though right like as they follow his orders well yeah because they're all connected to the grave mind at all times. Yeah, and so plus he's talking to you. So he knows that this ship is there. Yeah, that's true. So, but to your point, like maybe Cortana was somehow able to take over the ship. So yeah, we got to do a little more research on that. Um, so we'll follow up on that in the, in the next episode. But let's go. So the, really the only thing to do is to go hit, press X near that center console thing. And um, then we cue the cutscene. This is a long one, and David has... Uh, volunteered to take us through what's going on here. <laughs> Good luck, yeah. soldier. So, this mission, I think we said it, I don't like it. It's not a great mission, but um, the cutscene at the end of it that you get out of it is crazy in terms of like what it covers, where you go, and it just pretty much sets up the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And kind of like it has ramifications for the entire Halo universe, essentially spinning out of this. So, um, what happens is Chief goes to pick up uh, what he thinks is Cortana, a device of of Covenant origin, and Cortana pops up, starts to speak, kind of. No, he, no. Over yeah, she speaks his, a little bit. Yeah, speaks a little bit. Over his shoulder, it like something happens. He turns around and he's faced with Guilty Spark. Yeah. Comes flying down from um, yeah. obviously a phantom is above. Spark Bay. Spark Bay. So, so Spark a, was with Urtas, right? He had to have been. He was. He was on the arc with, or sorry, the arc on Delta Halo with them. So, yeah. so he was with sh- the sh- on the shadow of a tent because yes. this yeah, is the first yeah. time. Yeah. So he pops down and they have a great little conversation where Chief doesn't trust him. Where Gilly Spark explains that you were trying to destroy my installation and you did destroy it. So now that's kind of broken him. Of He's his... like, "Hey, I'm a good guy now, guys. Trust <laughs> yeah. me." He pretty much says, "I have only one function, and it is to help you kill the flood." And John just kind of accepts it. He he tries to take Cortana, um, and John doesn't kind of let him, <laughs> pretty much, because he thinks that it just is Cortana, and she's in a damaged device. Well, it so... looks like he's almost shooting it, right? Like he's just got that yeah, laser yeah. beam. You don't really know what, what he's doing. It's a that's repair true. beam. Yeah, it's mm. just like a gravity beam where he picks things up. Anyway, um, so the cutscene then moves to on board the Shadow of Intent. So it does. Uh, so you do see the ship kind of fly away, 
and then you see the the rest of the covenant. Well, I guess it's not the covenant; it's the elite ships glassing the area. That's so right. That's take, right here. Yeah, they're taking so care of the flood. That's kind of important to note that yeah, that at uh, this stage the elites that are allied to humans are pretty much glassing this area. So um, for now the flood is, is contained the infection for what it is, mm-hmm. and then you move to the bridge of this thing where you have all these major players now all gathered. You have Miranda, you have Chief, you have Hood, you have Rathas, you have the Arbiter, and you also have Tree for Three. So that's pretty much all the major players left yeah, that are pretty on your cool. side. It's pretty cool, yeah. And what it is and, is... And Urtas is in his floaty chair, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> he's in his floaty chair and he's just being awesome. And the device, it turns out, is damaged, but it is not Cortana. It is a recorded message. Cortana, Cortana tells them but we'll by three four three kind of repairing it a little bit that the grave mind is coming that it is bringing high charity to earth to take it over but it doesn't know that the portal exists and it doesn't know about the ark i don't know how it doesn't know this but that's what she says and that if you go to the ark through the portal there is a solution to the flood that is not um detonating the halo rings Mm-hmm. and that's kind of it that's kind of the only kind of information that we get so then there's a kind of discussion where lord hood doesn't think this is good enough and she's clearly damaged she could be corrupted it's not good enough he's not going to wager everything the elites are straight away yeah 100 percent. we're going in <laughs> you know right they um... don't really care they're they've dealt with the flood on this planet there's kind of a cool very heated moments that it's clear that this alliance is new and fresh where um hood is giving out to them for glassing half the planet and ratas just says you're lucky i didn't glass the whole thing and <laughs> there's imposturing so. going on it's imposturing <laughs> pretty much and there's some great quotes in here and um, things like a single flood spore can destroy a species yes oh, kind of stuff. it's awesome ratas is so good that's chris's favorite right there yeah uh, that's a really good line mm-hmm. it's so, a really he you know, punches the table, he gets a nice <laughs> close-up, he's really People. angry. Oh, also, answering your question about why the Gravemind doesn't know about the Ark, this is going to harken into some deep lore from the um, Greg Bear series, but the Ark were, the arc that we know is called the Lesser Ark, which was mm. the, one of the most um, guarded secrets of the Forerunners. Okay, cool. That makes sense. I mean, the, there was another arc, the Greater Arc, and that was the one that the Flood destroyed. So I'm pretty sure the Gravemind didn't know about the Lesser Arc. Cool. Um, then what we have is Chief, pretty much, and Miranda siding 100% with Cortana and going that, yes, you will go and stay and defend, and we'll go forward into the portal and bring whatever the solution is back to Earth. So uh, I think Lord Hood just kind of takes this as a loss and like, okay, everybody's leaving. I'm going to stay and defend. So he knows high charity is coming. So he's going to prepare the defenses such as it is. Um, I got the impression that the flood infection was kind of dealt with by the way they were posturing and stuff like that before. So um, this first outbreak, yeah, but I think it's just the perspective of the Gravemind landing on Earth. And we know how fast the Gravemind corrupts things. 
bringing in high charity in is that's an insane amount of firepower and access that he has. That's a, that's the, an insane amount of people because yeah. last time we checked, the population of high charity had more Trillions. beings on it than Earth. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. by a by a by large a, magnitude. Yeah. yeah. So even if like half of those are infected combat forms ready to go, I mean, you're screwed. You're looking at an army pretty much as big as your population. Yeah. yeah. It, they mean I mean they need to make a quick decision because as I kind of said at the beginning, it's like, "Oh, yeah, Truth just went through the portal and he's going to do something bad, and then the flood are here and now the grave mind is coming potentially. Like, we got to do some shit." Yeah, so humanity is pretty much stuck in a very hard place where they have whatever truth is truth is doing on the other end of the portal plus the flood that are coming on the way. I did find so, it interesting that usually and so if you're watching a TV show <laughs> and there, you know, there's something like this where like, you know, there's a terrorist or what for some reason I think about 24 and like how he always has a speed dial to the president. <laughs> there's no president in this scenario. It's like just Lord Hood has the power in 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 Halo to send, you know, the fleet to, to run. Because there's not enough time to really decide what well, to do. You know, there's no the, that there's not that higher authority figure outside of There Hood. isn't because of how the UNSC is actually structured, which is intentionally so in terms of when it comes to combat, they're in charge. Mm-hmm. When it comes okay. to warfare, they're in charge. So, and so Hood is actually that figure is what you're saying? Hood is yeah. the figure, yeah. There isn't anyone higher than him in this situation. So gotcha. there'd be nobody for him to call. Like he's he would be higher even than Oni and stuff like that, you know. So he could call Perengoski, but I'm pretty sure she'd be like, I don't know, just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, they have a weird relationship in the books. It's kind of it's, it's interesting, but yeah. Anyway, just to kind of wrap this up because we need to get going, there is a great scene of Arbiter taking a rocket launcher and a flamethrower from the Marines, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the Sergeant Johnson collecting a, a beam rifle and a bunch of plasma rifles carbines carbines carbines, yeah which are bigger than his entire body (laughs) it's awesome and it's like this exchange of weapons between the two groups in this hangar as you see the ships kind of getting themselves outfitted troops kind of getting outfitted it's pretty cool and then there's just a weird moment where miranda and john just kind of see off uh lord hood as he gets into a pelican and flies off he looks very sad too yeah he sure he is because Grave mines on the way, and everybody's leaving. He knows we're screwed. Um, There's got to be some. I mean, they have some force left on Earth to defend. But I think this. You know, I love Halo Three, but we get we got so spoiled. We talked about um, in one of the other episodes. So spoiled with our blur cutscenes. I feel like there was a missed opportunity to at least show how many how much force is taken with them to the Ark. Um, the, so you, you know, I just want to see like. Leaving. A, but I just want to see like a scorpion or something. Like, yeah. Show me some, some outside of like these couple of Marines and these couple of guns. Show me, show me what else we've got to do or got got coming with us. I think it's like the forward just unto dawn is, is the forward unto dawn in the carrier. Is it in amber clad or forward unto dawn? It's forward, it's forward unto, unto dawn. dawn. Forward unto dawn. Sorry, you're right. I'm pretty sure it's in one of the the supercarrier. Okay, that's what I thought. That was the impression. Like, in the scene we're watching right now, it's a human ship and a Covenant ship because they're in a hangar bay all just hanging out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then then you only see the Covenant ships, or I guess the Elite ships now, 
they're the only ones that go into the portal. Yes. Yeah, but I they're, they're it, massive. They're huge. Yeah, I don't. I think it's just Miranda Keys and her ship. That there's no other human ships that go through here. It's really interesting. I love to get a short story of what was happening on that ship because there's probably a bunch of Marines that have been loaded onto this ship with a bunch of Sangheili. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, I was fighting you two days ago. <laughs> Well, and I think that's why they show that kind of the intermingling, right, of the weapons yeah. and, like, all that sort of stuff. So they're, they're trying to kind of say, hey, you guys are going to be fighting on the same side now. It's cool. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of it. Make that's game a, mission over. That's a hefty cut scene right there. So we have a plan now. We have a plan. And, and you know what I'm excited about? His chief finally gets to take a nap. Oh, good a boy. Rest. Now that he's going in slip space, it's going to take a couple days to get to the, the arc. Which is kind uh, of crazy considering, and we'll talk about this next episode, they cover a lot of ground in just a couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's do some community questions, unless there's anything else for you guys to add at this point. Did we get through all the trivia, David? Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. Gustarola is a voice for one of the Marines in this mission when you get to the first checkpoint. That's kind of the last thing I ever kind of said. So he's from Red versus Blue slash Rooster Teeth. He's Simmons? Simmons, yeah, but I think it is just the voice of Gus in this moment. It's not him being Simmons or acting. He just has a line saying we're surrounded or something similar to that effect. Very cool. All right, let's do some community stuff. Do you guys, who's got Discord, or Chris, do you have Discord up? I have Maybe soon? I'm ready for Facebook. All right, you do You do Facebook. Uh, Okay. Colin Perkins, 14th of May at 10.26 p.m. <laughs> posted, The Cortana slash Great Might moments in Halo 3 were well done, full stop. Changed my mind, full stop. Open bracket. Question for mission debriefs dash floodgate episode close bracket. This is what we got. Colin postrating here. He, he wants, he's trying to get some aggro from you people. I just want to kind of get people's thoughts because I've heard both sides and I think we all appreciate it from a lore standpoint, but I wanted to kind of see what other people thought about it. Okay, so we got Buddy Cool, aka Miles. Bungie's story is better than people realize. It's only through inconsistent retrospective nitpicking that it's so common that the internet that these are seen as bad. But I remember people giving out of them being bad at the time, from a, definitely from a gameplay perspective. Sure. Um, but I think from the story, like I prefer reading what they are than I do actually playing through the game using them. Mm-hmm. Um. Jay Speed says, "Nope, can't disagree with you." David Arnold says, "Boo!" Why did you say? Why did you boo me? <laughs> I'm booing you. Because How dare not you? Good. You like them? I don't like them. This I thought you said well you liked done. them. I liked what they are. I don't think they were well done. I don't think from okay. a gameplay perspective they should have sat there. They shouldn't have stopped you or in, or impeded your play. If they want, do you know what I mean? They could have. I think they could have done it better in how they implemented what they were. Sure. But anyway, that's my opinion. Um, Nate Bacon starts putting in. Crazy I mean, pet shop means from that's what whatever. Nate does. Yeah, that's what he does. It is he prefers Halo CE and Halo Reach for his storytelling. Um, my only complaint as Jesse White is that the games, thus not the extended lore, don't do a good job of explaining who the Grave Mind is, what exactly he's doing. That's nitpicky though. Halo Three is fantastic, but I think you're right, Jesse. It doesn't really. Um, there will be uh, James Whitmarsh. They would be awesome if we had a version of Krista Brown sarcastically dubbing over them. <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say now. Hey, know, you're going the wrong way. Turn <laughs> back. Perfect. 
And finally, Lucas Fitzer says, uh, I was just not much of a fan of the Cortana Great Mind interruptions. I just wanted to go on the story, not be slowed down and forced to sit through them. That's kind of how I feel, Lucas. Yeah, pretty much the same. But they're not that it. long. I'm like, they're not that long. Dude, when you're speedrunning? I, I mean, I guess if you're speedrunning, but... Anyway, continue. Uh, Krista, what do you got? Okay, same question by Colin. Probably one of the strangest episodes of Change My Mind ever. Uh, Cortana and Grave My Moments in Halo 3. <laughs> Not sure why. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Matt says, uh, they're okay. You're going out, unless you're going out for part times, uh, they add about three minutes and make me cry. So they're making oh. Matt cry. So that's that's a good way reason not to like them. We don't want uh, you to phys- cry. Hey, Physical Sky 128 says, uh, same reason for me. They didn't show you. They didn't slow you to, if they didn't slow you to a stop and you could walk normally, they would be great. They add a lot to the story, though. Um, Min says, I think my big issue is that they grind the flow of the game to a halt. As people have said, if instead it just had a flicker in the corner of your screen and you hear them speak, it would make sense. Um, maybe have the slowdown only happen in Cortana when you're in such a close proximity to her. Which is later. Mm-hmm. Um, Goalie Sniper says, from a storytelling perspective, they're cool. From a gameplay aspect, it makes me want to throw my controller at the wall 12 years later. That's a long do time that. to wait to con- throw your controller at the wall. <laughs> um, I don't even keep walking forward anymore. As soon as that shit kicks in, I put my controller down, play on my phone for 30 seconds, and then go back to to making Oof. things go boom, boom. <laughs> um, Min also says the best thing would be if there was an option to allow you to move freely while that happened, or even if they could be disabled. Uh, Redacted17 says, Here's a thought. What if the Cortana lines were made to be triggered by enacting with different terminals, like objects around different missions? Uh, Maybe they would all just appear on Cortana's portion of the floodgate when you are in the cruiser and blah, blah, blah. Um... It would make more sense than having a, them appear out of nowhere during gameplay. So he's saying that this would be sure. better as like a clickable terminal video mm-hmm. like we've seen in some of the other Halos. Um, as for the Gravemind lines, they could appear on a terminal during missions. And yeah. that's about it. Cool. Discord's always weird because it's more of a conversation. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, You know, I think they're well done. I th- the Halo Three is played a lot with friends, and a lot of people play it with split screen, and they're they're not necessarily always paying attention to the story. So I think that's probably where that main frustration is. So maybe you know maybe there was a way to to limit the I don't know if you put scoring on or something, you yeah. can turn them off because they yeah. the first time you play through the game, they're the coolest things ever. Right, right. If you're playing the solo first... and you're just locked in, and you're like, what's gonna happen in Halo Three? And then that happens. It's awesome. And then once you play it for the 30th time, you're, like, quoting it as it's going on. And you're just like, mm-hmm. please stop. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. All righty. Anything to add before we leave? Blarg. Blarg, blarg. Blarg, blarg, blarg. Wart, wart, wart. All right. More Flood to come. <laughs> That'll do it for our debriefing of Floodgate from Halo 3. On the next episode, we'll be covering The Ark. Send us your thoughts at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. Until next time, evolved. Evolved. evolved.